At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is VSIN Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Happy Black Friday from everybody here. It's a Viper and the Warthog Friday right. on Final Countdown. Matt Brown, Jonathan Von Tobel, producer Steph behind the glass. Promise you she's a real person. We just uh-huh. sat out here in the uh, people in the book came in. They wanted to watch and see what was going on with the U.S. men's national team. And, John, they left happy. I would imagine most of them because I think everybody I saw, no one bet the U.S. to actually win. But right. they were like, hey, but you're, you're not going to lose. And there was a bunch of draw tickets, and I think uh, I think there's going to be a lot of people going and cashing some stuff right now. Well, and not even just the result. You know, I, like, I don't know how much of the game you watched, but I, mm-hmm. uh, I thought the U.S. played pretty well here. Like, they had 10 shots to the eight for England, and England did put three on goals compared to one. Mm-hmm. But in terms of corners, uh, they won that as well, seven to three. Like, there was a point in this game where they were kind of all over England and uh, winning at England's own battle. You know, we talked about it yesterday. England's mm-hmm. a team that I think – wants to dominate possession in the range of about 60% or maybe even more. They didn't hit that mark today. They only had about 55%. Uh, I thought it was a pretty good result here for the good old U.S. of A. in terms of the way that they played and still alive to move on as they go forward. I think the uh, you know the draw early on, probably something that you're kicking yourself about when it comes to Wales, but Wales did lose to Iran, so you're in a pretty good position now if you're the U.S. Uh, moving forward into your last matchup with Iran. Yeah, it's basically you go out, you, it's win and you're in yep. with against against Iran, so... Uh, they will be favored in that match. So, again, probably a good scenario here for the U.S. overall. Yeah, I mean, from a from an England perspective, John, I mean, I guess this is one of those deals. And, I, I mean, we're not going to try to come across like we are massive, you know, soccer handicappers or anything like that. But uh, England was one of the favorites to, to win the whole thing here. And there were several, you know, I mean, soccer experts who were – it wasn't necessarily – was was England going to win this game or not? It was how many goals were they going to win by, right? right? It was, you know, was it one, they were, you know, was it going to be a one nothing, two nothing, two one, three one, whatever it's going to be. And so is this a, do you think that this is a, a big disappointment for England here? Do you think they're kind of like, ah, eh, whatever, we didn't lose? No, I, w- I would say it's probably a disappointment. I mean, one, just looking at it on its surface, considering how, how much, how favored they were mm. uh, in this matchup. Uh, and the other part is like, when you looked at the way, like the execution, you could make the argument that some of the substitutions came a little late for England, like especially when they were back on their heels. They don't bring in guys like Graylish or uh, I think there was another one. I think it was Henderson who came on too in the 68th and 69th minute. Like I thought that they were probably going to go to something a little bit different a little earlier considering how poorly they played uh, in that game when you got past halftime, but that wasn't the case. I would say you're kind of disappointed, especially like, look, you got three shots on goal compared to the one. You probably they weren't extremely like high danger shots, but – 
I would say that you're probably disappointed if you're England after what transpired today. Depending on when and where you got it, draw paid somewhere in the neighborhood of 330-ish, 340-ish, 350-ish, depending again on when you got it and where you got it and whatnot. So uh, over three to one on the draw. And again, I'm just, just anecdotally walking in here and kind of hearing people talk and things like that. It seemed like that might've been the most popular bet. I think of, of, of the day. I think it's probably the the, yeah. mo- the the best and most tepid way you can support America. Right. Yes. Like that, like that's, you're <laughs> you not going to bet them to win. Yes, right. Yeah, you didn't like, want to feel un-American. <laughs> you want to come in and you want to get a win. The, the, the win here is to get a point out of the matchup. So yeah, it's probably the most American way to do it. So, obviously, if you had any goal score bets, none of those got home. It was a 0-0 final in this thing. So, if you had the under, that also hit. So, under betters do get home as well. But it is, uh, you know, look, all in all, Good day for uh, for U.S. soccer here because, again, unless unless something wacky happens, and look, we've had a couple of wacky things happen so far in the World Cup, it it does look like the U.S. should move on. Yeah, and that's always the good – and that's kind of the goal, right? Um, and maybe once you move on, then you get smoked by whoever you draw on the knockout stage. Um, but, <laughs> but, but it's the goal for you know, USA, who hasn't been here for a minute. I think what was like 2000 – I'm not going to guess, but what was it, the 2000-whatever it was, when they uh, – actually, I think they won a knockout game that year when Landon Donovan played for them. But regardless – Yes, you want to get to the knockout stage, and uh, that is the goal, and it looks like they have at least everything in front of them to do so. But we did see Saudi Arabia win a game, so nothing is given. I was going to say, yeah, I mean, we did see some wacky stuff. Yesterday when we were getting out of here, they were just kicking off uh, Mississippi State and Ole Miss. Mississippi State scores 10 in the fourth quarter, wins 24-22 to over Ole Miss, and so Lane Kiffin loses four of his final five games while also giving the – while also giving the rousing thing of support of, you know, unless things change, I'll be right. here. Yeah, you know, unless things change, uh, uh, maybe that job offer isn't necessarily uh, isn't necessarily as big as it was even a couple of days ago as they lose to Mississippi State here at home. As, I mean, they were small favorites. It wasn't like they were huge favorites or anything like that. But I think it's more the losing four of the last five games. And I think that's probably a little bit of just regression coming back around as well. Because this Ole Miss team was playing over their head. They were never the 8-0 and o team. You know what I'm saying? They were never the 7-0 and o team. That they were kind of showing, getting as high as what were they? They were as high as like six in the yeah, polls I think or like something. Seventh or something yeah, like that, yeah, six or seventh in the polls. Going to finish up the season so, eight and four. So what happens when you play in the SEC, Matt? Yeah, you, know, you get, um, of course, you get a little bit, uh, a little bit of a bump in the poll because of the conference you play in. We'll say two, a sloppy game for the most part for Mississippi State. You can make the argument they probably should have won this a little bit more handedly. Uh, three turnovers, two fumbles lost for the Bulldogs in this game too. So uh, it was one of those where defensively, it's something we talked about last mm-hmm. uh, last night or yesterday afternoon. Ole Miss defensively leaves a lot to be desired, and once Mississippi State started holding on to the ball, uh, they found some success and ultimately won this game outright. And the market was telling you a little bit, at least, uh, in terms of the respect, because that was sitting on two and was not getting to that three. We uh, have a couple of finals already in college football this morning as well. Texas took care of Baylor 38-27. to Texas will move to 8-4 and four on the season. That's how they will finish up 6-3 and three in the Big 12. And then over in the American, Tulane beats Cincinnati 27-24. Tulane going to finish up season 10-2 and two for them, 7-1 and one in the American. And Tulane's going to go to a, an interesting little bowl, most likely. Yeah. Yeah, so good for, good for them there. Uh, Three-point win over Cincinnati. As far as uh, the bets giving contest that we were running, uh, we, as a show – me and Steph and Stormy uh, begin 0-2. We had a 2-1-3-1-4-1 scoring band in the U.S. and England game. Again, we had to make a bet in that specific game. That was part of the rules of the contest. So we lose. There were a few different people, I think, that had the draw today. So uh, plus 320, 330-ish, something like that for those for those teams. So good on good on them because that's going to give them a nice little uh, nice little bump. Yeah, Ed Graylish is a goal scorer, so obviously he's a scoreless tie. Uh, did not get there. That's also why I was so irritated. Like, come on, throw in the subs. Let's go. Get Graylish out there. Um, but, yeah, it wasn't really close. There was not really a lot of scoring opportunities. So I think this is the for me, and I think you, you spoke on this, mm-hmm. like going forward, I've already put in picks for the weekend, of course. Uh, it's just about taking some shots on these big money lines and mm-hmm. plus prices now. Um, just trying to get something there because uh, ultimately, if you hit one of them, you're in a pretty good position, like somewhere with this draw at plus 320. And uh, even coming behind, you know, losing the first two, now it's just going to be about playing plus, uh, plus prices and trying to get back into it. Yeah, we'll have a uh, we'll have to pick a, a money line at some point. And uh, I, I imagine did. you and I will be <laughs> be taking a fat money line price on, on I have, one uh, of these uh, Steph games. knows, our producer. Uh, <laughs> see, I'm good, right? I uh-huh. wanted to help you out. I've already submitted all my picks and my emails. Uh, let's let's just say, go Rams. Yes, yes go Rams. Plus seven fifty. Let's we, go. We will eventually <laughs> run through the entire NFL slate and uh, give you our opinions on everything. But do want to look 
back yesterday at uh, the games that were going on. Of course, the one game finished up as we were kind of leaving here, and then the other, then the uh, then the other game kicked off a little bit after we left. But Cowboys ended up kind of doing what we thought that they were going yeah. to do against a very depleted Giants team. The Giants do go down and get a in the real world meaningless score. In the gambling world. Meaningful Incredible. for everything because it put them within the number. It went over the total. Well, like those, so those last two possessions actually, right? Those are massive because you talk about the touchdown that gets you inside the number and pushes you over the total. And this field goal that for some would have pushed a team total over yes. for the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, the last two drives were awesome. I yes, thought, it really was for, for this game. It was. It was like everything came down to the last <laughs> minute of the game, which is which is pretty great uh, when it's all said and done. But I mean, look, it was it was a uh, let's just say an up and down performance, I guess, from Dak. He did make some pretty good throws. Of course, C.D. Lamb helped him out a couple of different times as well. Had a couple of one-handed catches and stuff along the way. They end up winning 28 to 20, and as we mentioned, that puts it within the number for the Giants on that last-minute score, last-second score for them, and then also goes over the closing number. No matter what you got, whether it was 45, 45 and a half, or 46, it goes over that number as well. I mean, I guess my takeaway from this, JVT, and we kind of we're talking about this during the show yesterday. It's like the Cowboys should have won. They won the second half. The Giants really should have gotten blown out. They kind of fought and kept it close. I think that has to do with some pretty good coaching on the Giants sideline. But, it, you know, at the end of the day, again, if you're just down, mm-hmm. you know, if you're down eight guys, I mean, it's just there's, there's only so much you can do. And uh, I guess my question more to you then is what do you take from this Cowboys team moving forward? Like, do you do you look at them as an actual, true, real contender, not only in the NFC, but maybe for the whole thing? I think I think they are almost by default. The NFC is, like, quite open. And, and mm-hmm. in any game, whether it's the Philadelphia Eagles or the San Francisco 49ers uh, or even the Minnesota Vikings, uh, who they beat the crap out of, uh, they're not going to be more than, what, three mm-hmm. points in terms of uh, being an underdog in any of those matchups, maybe against the 49ers because – the market seems to really have a respect for San Francisco, but that's still pretty tight. Um, no, I, I think they are a legitimate candidate. Here's the thing. You have a good to maybe elite pass rush. Mm-hmm. That's always going to help you out. You've got a pretty good running game if you stick to it, especially if it's going to be Tony Pollard. I would say they're absolutely contenders mm-hmm. in the NFC. Then the game that kicked off a little bit after we got out of here, the Patriots and the Vikings. Vikings get it done 33-26 to 26 over the Patriots. They cover any number that was out there, whether it was two and a half or the three, whatever you took. For the Vikings, uh, this thing gets over the total, well over the total, actually. Uh, Mac Jones does kind of look more like the Mac Jones we saw at the end of last season. He did throw some really good balls, had some showed some signs of life. And this offense, really more for the Patriots, showed some signs of life. And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing if you're a Patriots fan because this is like the best offensive performance you've gotten all season and you still end up losing. So I don't know if you take this with kind of like the whole, you know, cup half full, half empty type deal. But uh, Vikings do move to 9-2, and two, all but seal up every Vikings future that you would have had on the season. Um, they're, they're not going to lose out. So they're going to they're gonna win that division. So if you have that, you, that ticket's basically all, also cashed last night. Yes, I'm very happy about that. Um, and let me say, too, because I wanted to bring this point up because this is something that you had – Brought up as a mm. talking point, we were discussing this game yesterday. We we for the at the going into the game last night, the New England Patriots were number one in EPA per play defensively. Right, you faced a real offense, and you kind of got shredded, mm-hmm. and that's going to be something to watch going forward. It really is some of this stuff that we need to again shrink the sample size just a little bit as well, because some of these things are changing big time. We got new quarterbacks all over the NFL. We're going to run through the whole slate here on a Friday show. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think you could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIN's Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hey, it's the day after Thanksgiving, which means it's Black Friday. So head on over to VSIN.com, become a VSIN Pro annual subscriber, and you're going to get a $30 credit to the VSIN store. So when you do that, you not only get that $30 credit, but you'll get to the recaps of all the top plays made by the hosts and guests. You also get the betting splits data. You get a deep dive into the different games that are coming up each day in the NBA by the man to my right, right here, Jonathan Von Tobel, amongst other things. You'll get our upcoming uh, guides as well. We got the College Bowl guide coming, we got the Super Bowl betting guide coming as well. And over at the store, you can get some hats, shirts, mugs, great gear. Get you some Christmas presents. Get those knocked out of the way here in, in right. into November. You don't even have to worry about it come December. So hurry up, though. This is a Black Friday offer. So VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Rumor is that if you sign up for a Black Friday deal, you also get West Reynolds' phone number. Ooh, do you yeah. have a hardwood handicappers mug in there or anything? Or a hardwood handicappers, like, sweatshirt or anything? Uh... If we're setting a number on anything JVT related in the store, we're going to set that at a half and shade the under at minus four hundred. Yeah, well, that would be the same. That'd be the same on Matt Brown. <laughs> there'd be there's you're not going to find anything in there with my branding on it either. So we just I just keep on throwing out like random catchphrase things or something. Maybe something will stick. I, I wanted one like years ago. Nobody cared about it. But uh, for those who like to bet favorites, yeah, uh, I tried to get if I'm playing it, I'm laying it on a t-shirt. <laughs> Nobody cared. But I think that's a pretty no, good yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. You're, <laughs> you're like, but no one played. No one put it on a t-shirt. You like, know what? You, you know what would be the best shirt in there? Viper and the Warthog. That's right. It that's, really would. It would. Like someone would wear a Viper and the Warthog shirt. My it's mom a, would. Yeah, that's a good shirt. That's at least one person. It's like the, uh, it's going to be a t-shirt and it'll have a pocket on the front and then the, it'll say Viper and the Warthog on the back. You or know, like a and snake like, twisting yeah. around like yeah, the yeah, side exactly. up under the shoulder and I with love the Warthog it. like in a battle. Like old school yeah. affliction yeah. style. Yeah. Like old school affliction yeah. style shirt. Yeah. yeah. We just have like. Gotta like, get yeah, some roses on there Yeah, he's got roses and horns and everything all over the place. It's going to be amazing. Check out, you know, sometime in 2023 coming to the, coming to the Peace in store near you. I do want to close out the uh, the Vikings and Patriots because mm-hmm. uh, this is one of those things where it happened as soon as the game was over. More people, okay, Vikings are frauds. They still whatever. It took a punt, you know. It took a kick return and blah 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 and all this stuff. Whatever. And John, we we I think at some point, right? I mean, we have a pretty a, a big enough sample size. We are well into this to this NFL season to where can't we just kind of take stuff sometimes with with what we're seeing on the field. Like, every single thing doesn't have to be quantified. Like, you and I, yes, we're going to spit out a bunch of numbers throughout the course of today. That is going to happen. We will talk advanced analytics. We will talk advanced statistics. We will talk all the different stuff like that. However, I am also can hold two thoughts in my brain at the same time and understand that just because every single thing doesn't come out to a Mm .0161 advantage or whatever and stuff like that, that, like, there are some things that just aren't necessarily going to make sense sometimes. And I think this is a Viking squad that, again – Last year would have lost this game yesterday. It got close. It got whatever. You know, they needed they needed some things to kind of break their way, and they were not making their own luck last year. They were mm-hmm. actually kicking themselves over and over and over again, shooting themselves in the foot. And so 
I think this is one of this, it's like the cool thing to do now is to just come out and start screaming fraud. And if you listen to everybody online, there's basically only one good team in the NFL, and that's the Chiefs, and everyone else is frauds, and everyone right. else is whatever. So at some point, as betters, we just kind of have to go, well, okay, may, if you think everyone's a fraud, that's fine, but like we still have to pick and choose what was good out of this game? What can we take with this going forward? How does this move, the, you know, either a number for me moving forward, how I look at this team moving forward, how do I downgrade these other teams moving forward? Like, why, why, why can't we just do this? And why do we have, why is it just screaming fraud left and right? Well, cool. that's, that's just how it works. It's pretty yeah. simple in terms of, I'm with you. Uh, like, just take some, you can take some stuff out of this game, go forward with that and, you know, evaluate these teams. But nobody has to be a fake and a fraud and whatnot. But we have mm. to because that's the way you react. And look, like for Minnesota, I don't think it's necessarily a team that is a fraud. I think it is a team with a weakness. This pass defense yes. isn't really that good. Yeah. But, but their offense on any given day is going to be a problem for any defense they face. They just went up against the New England Patriots. At that point, remember, we just yes. talked about the number one defense in the NFL. And they kind of ran all over yeah. them, like in the secondary and doing what they wanted to. So, like, I think that's the takeaway. It's not that the Vikings are frauds. It's that their offense is very good. Their mm -hmm. defense is probably a weakness, and that might catch up with them uh, in the playoffs. But also, in a game in which there's nine possessions for each team, mm -hmm. it might not catch up with them yeah. by the time you get to the playoffs. Exactly. And, and the, other, the other thing I think I take away from this as well is I think there are teams, we've got a big enough sample size now to understand, like teams that – need to be front runners, teams that can mm -hmm. play from behind, teams that you don't want to back when they're playing from behind. You know, for example, for me, I will I, – I pile against the Ravens when Ravens get into negative game script type situations, mm -hmm. right? Because the wide receiver, wide receiver core doesn't have an explosive playmaker. The way that that offense is kind of works around, like, you know, they, they're not good from playing from behind. I think what we also saw in this too is this Vikings team – like. Jefferson was double covered on a couple of those. Like he can just go and make plays. He can make splash plays happen. Yep. And I think with this Vikings team too, you can kind of look at this. And if they're ever down a score, I, I don't think this is going to be a team where I'm going to be shying away from. If anything, if I can find a cool number that I like, I'm going to be betting on them or whatever, because there are, there are enough playmakers on this team. You add in Hawkinson, Thielen actually showed a little sign of life yesterday and yep. all that. Like it, it there's enough on this offense to where I don't think they're ever out of a game unless they're like three scores. They, they have two skill position players who who are very explosive with the ability whenever they get the ball. That is Justin Jefferson and that is Dalvin Cook. Mm -hmm. Like if those guys, those guys are capable of big plays whenever they get it. And to your point, they are never really out of games because of those yeah. guys and their ability. And even for a guy like Jefferson, we mentioned good at the contest point, can catch, can get explosive and run after catch. Like he is going to change things for you if you're the Minnesota Vikings, even if you're trying to double them. I, well, I agree with you. Like, are they dominant by any stretch? No, of course right. they're only what plus eight right now or whatever it is uh, in their nine and two. Regardless, this is a team that is a very good offensive team. It's going to be in some shootouts, but it's going to be a team that is a threat on any single game and against any opponent, really. 20 seconds of Sports sports Talk Radio. Jefferson the best receiver in the NFL, or who, who's the best receiver in the NFL? I guess I would say yes. I feel like talent-wise, yes. It's I think what he brings to the table because he can run every single route. He hasn't won enough, Matt. Yes, yeah, yeah. He, he can run every single route. He mm -hmm. can do – like you just – like I don't know if there's another receiver at the catch point mm -hmm. That's better than him in the NFL. He, he's right an now. accurate passer, as we saw yesterday. Yes, as well. yes. Yeah. it also has that going for him. Yeah, I mean, it just—I don't know if there's a—I don't know if there's anyone better than him right now. In I the will NFL. say really quickly as you talked about it. Now, after last night, uh, eighth worst pass defense in the NFL. That is the Vikings in terms yeah. of EPA. So that's something to monitor. We will definitely monitor that. But let's they're, kick they're off. Frauds. They suck. Let's uh, let's kick off the games here on Sunday in a game that I know that I am on, and I think maybe you are on as well. I have the Tampa Bay Bucks at three. It is there is an expensive three out there right now over at MGM or there are three and a half. So if you want to take the Browns 42, 42 and a half is your total in this one. The Bucks coming off of a buy the Browns with one of the worst run defenses in all of the NFL. Leonard Fournette officially listed as doubtful in this one. So yes. they are unleashing Rashad white Which in they, this one. Yes. They have needed to for a long time. Yes. Unleashing Rashad white in this game. And it, it's, this is not my opinion, guys. Uh, rush defense for Cleveland, 32nd DVOA, 32nd according to Pro Football Focus. They are 30th in tackling. Their defensive EPA overall is 32nd in the NFL. Their rush defense success rate, 31st. You get the picture. It is horrible. They are bad up and down uh, with all of this. And I can't shake this, and I don't, I don't want to try to handicap somebody's mindset or anything, but Jacoby Brissett also knows that this is like his – this is his swan song. Right. I mean, this is it, right? He could throw for 600 yards and 10 touchdowns, and he is not going to start next week no matter what. And so do you 
how does that affect him? You know, is this like a YOLO game where he's just like, oh, what the hell? I'll just, you know, I'll throw it all over the place. Who cares? Right. So if I throw a couple picks, it doesn't matter. I'm sitting, I'm getting benched anyway. Right. It doesn't really, you know, whatever. Let me force it into small windows and things like that. Right. They're called YOLO balls because you only live once. You might yeah. as well take the risk. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. So I'm just kind of, you know, I, I can't help but think that there's got to be some of that in play too. I mean, they basically fell out of the playoff race last week by losing. Mm-hmm. So they're not going to get into the playoffs. And so there's not really a whole lot to play for other than to like then to let him kind of like do whatever he wants. And so uh, a lot of stuff here pointing towards towards Tampa for me. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, mm-hmm. On Tampa Bay, also play their team total over. You can play mm-hmm. that over a 22 and a half, uh, just given the fact that we know what we know about this, the Cleveland Browns team. And we're, and we're starting to kind of like very slowly, I think that you're starting to see some little signs of this offense getting better, especially mm-hmm. if the opponent presents itself. For example, you know, against Seattle, it was a little disjointed, but Tom Brady, in terms of a passing grade, his highest of the season yes. against the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, you're going to get a worse defense here in the Cleveland Browns. Adding Rashad White gives you more explosiveness mm-hmm. to this running game. There are metrics which, you know, grade for pass, excuse me, for run blocking and how much you're getting out of it. Leonard Fournette gets nothing out of his run blocking. And Rashad White can turn a negative into a positive with his agility. Like, these are all kind of things that I think benefit Tampa Bay more. And he's much more dangerous out of the backfield yes. as a pass catcher, too, which Tom Brady, as we know, really loves. All three wideouts for Tampa yep. have been hurt at some point, you know, nicked up at some point throughout the season. So that now it's a coming off of a buy situation for them. So if you, again, if we want to play big picture type thing, all three should be in the best health that they've been in since maybe week one. And Chris Godwin as well, coming off of one of his best games too, from a grading standpoint. So I just, I think I'm kind of at the point now where I think I'm kind of start to buy on Tampa Bay as you move forward this season. Me too. Especially if they're a little low and against some opponents like this. Yeah, me too. I actually wondered if I needed to play a little bit of futures on them as well, because again, they're going to make the playoffs because they're going to win that division. And think about, think about the quarterbacks he might face, right? You're talking about like, he's going to stumble into this and again, he's going to get like Daniel Jones, Kirk Cousins and something. We just talked well about Kirk Cousins, but still like it sets up for him to kind of stumble into match after matchup that works really well. Yeah, and so I'm wondering if I need to start like adding a couple of little bucks futures here because again, like they're going to get in, they're going to win that division, and then once they get in, like I said, it's just about winning, they man. could be. Yep. Yeah, they could they could go up against some interesting interesting guys, no doubt about it. So be checking on that over the weekend. Might have me some bucks futures as we roll in here on Monday. Cincinnati Bengals, Tennessee Titans, Houston Texans, Miami Dolphins, Chicago Bears, New York Jets. We'll see if any of these happen to make it into our accounts. Spoiler alert, two of them did. This is VSIN's Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Place up your cleats with Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook World Cup in full swing. Now's the perfect time to check out Bet Rivers. Log into Bet Rivers every single match day and get a free $10 bet when you place a wager of at least $25. Bet Rivers has the latest odds, lines, and boosts to create the perfect match day experience. Head to BetRivers.com or download Bet Rivers app today to get in on all the action. It is a whole new game. If you're just joining us. And if you weren't, if you're living under a rock, as they say, whoever they is. U.S. Uh, didn't lose today. They didn't no. win, but they didn't lose. So that's good. Most likely going to move on here so long as they don't uh, choke against Iran. So we will be uh, moving on into the the bracket stage. Whoa, 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 whoa. Where, uh, you know, they'll... Uh, the sordid history of U.S. soccer says nothing is a given, so... Yeah, 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 yeah. I said unless nothing wacky happens, you know. Look at look at look at Qatar in the background there in this on this TV. I mean, just yeah, I'm not gonna just say yeah, you know. It's not I a mean, topic just, that we're allowed to talk. Yeah, about. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals and the Tennessee Titans. The like Bengals player. are two and a half, <laughs> uh, two and a half point favorites here on the road against the Tennessee Titans. 43, 43 and a half. So this has moved throughout the course of the week in favor of Cincinnati. This was one, one and a half, two. Now two and a half. There is actually even a cheap three out there um, in the market as well. So money coming in on the Cincinnati side. And, you know, John, this, this is one of those things where I, I, I'm going back to kind of what I was talking about with the giants and what I was talking about with the the Vikings. And it kind of applies here for the Titans as well, where I fully admit that I probably have a blind spot here when it comes to this team, because Mm -hmm. we look at these numbers, we look at these metrics and everything. There's nothing like horrible about the Titans. However, it looks like they should just be a league average team. There should just be, Middle of the pack, they should not be leading this division as much as they are. They should not be in the spot that they're in, have won, won as many games as they have, but they have. And I think a lot of that has to do with Vrabel and the intangibles. I think Vrabel must be one of the better coaches in the NFL at this point because he has sure. done something over the last two seasons 
that I just can't, you know. Squeeze a lemonade out of rocks. Yeah, I mean, seriously, yeah. like this this team has not, it's not talent laden, and, and somehow he continues to just find ways to win games. And and so, again, hat tip to him, good on him, and, and that's something that I can't really quantify with, with these numbers and these statistics and stuff. But one thing I can is, is Cincinnati coming off of a bye here, and Joe Burrow, the more I kind of dug into this stuff, if you look, everyone starts to point at the, you know, oh, look at all these sacks that, that Joe Burrow's taking, right? Well, the problem is, is the offensive line is actually 12th in the NFL as far as pressure rate allowed. Mm-hmm. And so that is, that means Joe Burrow's been, he's, he has been taking too many sacks. Like he has been holding onto the ball too long. He has probably been trying to make things happen a little bit too much and not getting rid of it when he should, or just kind of throwing it away or whatever it might be. And I am speculating. I assume in a bye week, Joe Burrow, intellectual dude wants to be the very best he can possibly be did a bunch of reflecting and realized like, Hey, look, this is not all the offensive line. Like a lot of this is on me. I've got to figure out how to get the ball out quicker. I've got to figure out how to be more decisive. I've got to, at some point, sometimes I can't just make something happen all the time. I need to just throw the ball away. So um, I, I think that we see a better version, even of this offense as we head into this. And again, look, the Tennessee Titans, they're going to run the ball. That's about all they do. Well, I don't trust Ryan Tannehill in the least bit. DJ Reader back on that defensive line for Cincinnati. I, that's a that's a big, big, big help for them. I just can't get past under a field goal here. And again, I, I'm probably going to be coming in here on Monday with my tail tucked between my legs, saying like, "Here goes Tennessee. They did it again." But I, I just they got a gain by like 300 yards and whatnot. Yeah, like, like yeah. but but uh, I'm, I'm I'm here. Here we go again. Me betting against against Tennessee. No, I'm with you. Uh, we're in agreement on this. And you know what? I always like the way, the different ways that different outlets and, and statistics measure different things or the mm-hmm. same thing, right? So, for example, you mentioned that the pressure for Joe Burrow. PFF says that actually among quarterbacks, uh, in terms of pressures with some responsibility, he is the fourth lowest at 5.2%, mm. 91%, uh, 91.8% exactly of his, uh, the, his pressures responsible offensive line. So it depends on how you look at it. But regardless, what I look at uh, here with Joe Burrow, three numbers for you, 90.5, 90.4, and 90.2. That's three out of his last four games in terms of a passing grade mm. by PFF standards. He's getting much more comfortable. This offense is looking a lot better at this point right now. He is much more accurate than he was at the beginning of the season. His adjusted completion percentage uh, is well into the 80s over the last four games that he has played. Uh, this has just been one where, too, like the, the version of Cincinnati that a lot of people were expecting at the beginning of the season is finally starting to show itself here as they have gone along. And you could say, look at their opponents. It's Atlanta, Cleveland, Carolina, Pittsburgh. Uh, but I also think that we saw this Carolina, or excuse me, this Tampa, uh, Tampa excuse me, if I can mm-hmm. talk, Tennessee team, uh, at one point middling in terms of what they were doing as a secondary. And I think they have uh, kind of risen up the ranks defensively because some of the opponents that they have faced, this is going to be, uh, I think, a really big wake-up call here. And if you're telling me under a field goal with Cincinnati, the way that they've been playing and Burrow has been, I'm in. Yeah, it's, uh, look, I don't think this is gamesmanship. Jamar Chase is officially questionable yeah. for, for Week 12. I don't think this is a, hey, you know, where I mean, I think they would have just ruled him out. I mean, it, what, are you, what does it really matter, right? And so... I think he actually is questionable. Like, I think that he might play this week for Cincinnati. And again, this is kind of a pass funnel defense as it is anyway for Tennessee. They, they defend the run pretty well. Cincinnati didn't want to really run anyway as it is. Um, how they, they, to Zach Taylor's credit, I don't think he's a sharp coach or anything like that, but he, he did pivot in the middle of the season with how he's running this offense. And I think that there is something to be said for that. Uh, so, you know, again, Burrow against this secondary with these receivers, and especially if Chase is back out there, under a field goal, it was just a play for me, and I I swore I was going to stay off of it, and I just I couldn't do it. I had to do it. Yep. I, I just I had. I had the to other part of this too is like this offense has been the one thing I think you can say is bad for the Titans is their mm-hmm. offense. Yes, uh, and if even Cincinnati, the pleasant surprise for them has been how good and effective their defense has been this entire season, and I think that is something too. Where right now uh, they're I think they're still like a top of twelve ish defense in terms of EPA per play, Cincinnati they should be able to contain what has been one of the worst offenses in the NFL. Yeah, and if we look just recent just just recent here again as as the offensive philosophies kind of shifted for Cincinnati since they kind of made that shift about weeks about week 6 something mm-hmm. like that. I mean about when they kind of decided, "Oh, you know what? We're not going to run Joe Mixon into the center of the line on first down for 2 yards every single time." Uh, the number one EPA per play offense in the NFL since week six is Cincinnati Bengals. So, I mean, it's just, you know, again, the offensive philosophy changed. They, they became much more efficient. And with that, uh, I think that that is going to really play a big factor here for, for this team against Tennessee. And 
sure, like I said, I'm sure I'll come in here on Monday, John, and I'm going to be, I'm going to be like, oh, they did it to me again. Uh, there we go, Titans. Derrick Henry ran for 244 yards or whatever, and and that's it. 244 yards of their 270 total yards yes, they right. have as a, you know, as, as a team and or they're, whatever. They're going to win the one seed, and then they're going to lose in the first round, <laughs> yeah. like you know, 12 to one. <laughs> Houston Texans. And the Miami Dolphins, this is now up to 14 in favor of the Dolphins. 47 is the total. This is a game in which I want nothing to do with. <laughs> it would be it would be my I, even at two touchdowns, JVT, it would be Miami or pass because this Texans team just has nothing left. Kyle I mean, Allen doesn't do it for you, huh? Yeah, I mean, they've moved on. They've moved on to Kyle Allen because it's like, hey, why not? We're one, eight, and one. So let's just go ahead and see what happens. Let's throw something against the wall and see what sticks. But you got the playmakers don't want to be there. Lovey Smith on the sideline just looks just I mean, uh, just absolutely. Anyway, this is just this yeah. has just been a th- this is one of those teams where I'm trying to bet against them every single way which I can. If you're still in a survivor pool, this is the play for this week. Yes, like uh, yeah, if you're in a survivor pool still, like this is the play. Yep, I would agree with that. Now, I will say this: the one thing that would give you, I think, a little pause here with Miami. You know, defensively, they haven't been great. Uh, and mm-hmm. that has allowed some teams to stay within some of these numbers that, that they have been laying, right? I mean, you're talking about the Chicago game where Justin Fields and the Bears ran all the way around, and they had 32 points in that contest. Uh, I, like, I do wonder if laying such a big number, if you're actually yeah. going to get involved here, you are in danger from getting this backdoor kicked oh. in on you because this defense is susceptible to allowing big plays, to allowing scores, and that's kind of going to be a problem. And I'm going to add a second layer to that as well. And this is not to say that they're – it's a look ahead spot from a from a deal where they're going to be like not playing hard in this game, mm-hmm. but a look ahead spot from a hey we might not have the starters play in the fourth quarter because they play San Francisco next week. Yeah, and you know I think McDaniel is that type of guy who's like okay we're up twenty or whatever we're up seventeen let's get these guys out of here I don't need Tyreek Hill you know or Tua or mm-hmm. whoever like getting a, a sprained toe or something for no, absolutely no reason or something like that and like you know against a game that. I understand separate different conferences and stuff, but like you know, hey, you want to test yourself against a team like San Francisco and see see what you're made out of. Should y'all you know happen to meet down the line in the ultimate you know in the ultimate game or whatever? So I I, I think McDaniel's that type of guy. Yeah, and look, I mean, to, to give us an idea too, uh, like they're two and five against the spread. No, excuse me, they are two and yeah, they're two and five against the spread in their last seven games. It's since that three and zero start, the market has been really high on this team, and rightfully so. Mm-hmm. Like this is a good offense. They have won four straight. Their offenses look very good. But that just gives you some pause in that the market has clearly rated them a little bit too high. Uh, and also on top of that, you have a defense that is just just perfectly set up for a backdoor score that's going to not allow you to cover a big spread like 14. So I would not. Survivor, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, actual spread standpoint, no thank you. Uh, player props are not out yet, but just Raheem Mostert officially doubtful for this game. So it's going to be the Jeff Wilson show for Miami. Uh, one, from a fantasy perspective, jam him into all of your lineups if you happen to have him. And secondly, when these props do come out, as long as the line isn't egregious, I might be looking to play Wilson over. I mean, again, bad rush, bad run defense here again for for Tennessee and I mean for Houston. And so I think that's something I'm going to be be looking at again. Jeff Wilson likely to get the, the huge bulk of the carries. I, I would wonder, too, just to throw this out there, uh, I would wonder what a Kyle Allen passing yards prop looks like. Because yeah, well, if they're going to get blown out, by as many people say, and this mm-hmm. line would indicate, he's going to be throwing the ball quite a bit That's to try true. to get back into this thing. It'll be interesting. Could just be an attempts type yep. deal for him, for sure. We'll continue rolling through the NFL when we come back. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIN's Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Warning this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. This segment of VSIN Final Countdown is presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches, the surprisingly simple way to enjoy nicotine look. Most nicotine products are either too complicated to use or don't provide the satisfaction that you are looking for, but Zen Nicotine Pouches might surprise you. Made with six simple ingredients, completely tobacco-leaf-free, plus up to one hour of nicotine satisfaction per pouch. You can buy Zen online or find a store near you at Zen.com. That is Z-Y-N.com today. I'm here with the host of the Hardwood Handicappers podcast, Jonathan Von Tobel. Step behind the glass, real person, promise. And uh, we're running through the NFL. We're running through the NFL. And uh, I want to get to the pro tip here because it is something that you said because, hey, you say smart things from time to time. Thanks, man. Texans and Dolphins, and we were saying, hey, listen, Kyle Allen stepping in. They are 14-point dogs. And, 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 again, if the spread indicates how the game is going to play out, you would assume that the Texans are going to have to abandon any sort of run game plan eh, halfway through the – at least halfway through the third quarter. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, whatever, and, and start throwing every time if they want to try it all to keep this thing competitive. And with that, we don't necessarily have to play any of these props based off of efficiency. John, like, I know that, like, we don't have to bet a yardage type thing of yes or no or whatever. Like, hey, we just think that they're going to have to abandon the run, and right. he's going to have to throw a lot. So you can just bet attempts. Right. There's no yeah. there's no need to look at every single prop and, and I guess view it through like a positive lens, yes. right? Like yeah. I believe this player's gonna have success today, thus I'm betting it over. Maybe the player's just gonna be in a spot where the situation calls for them to go over said mm-hmm. prop, whether it's yardage or whether it's attempts. And so yeah, look in that direction. And you can go even a little bit more off with it too. Uh, I mean, guys like Damian Pearson, uh, how he is going to be affected or others in terms of like receiving things like that mm-hmm. because less rushing opportunities, more pass catching opportunities, but yeah, man, things can be negative, but you can bet positive. Absolutely. And it's, uh, again, we, he doesn't have to complete anything. It's just every time he throws it, it's attempts. He doesn't have to complete anything. He can go 11 for 40. If he goes over, it doesn't, doesn't matter. So uh, we'll be looking at it from that standpoint. Chicago Bears and the New York Jets. This is sitting six in favor of the New York Jets. The total is sitting 38 and a half or 39. This is in my account at 42. Anyone who watches this show knows because we made it live on air. This was a live on air bet. You could have made it with me. It has fallen down to 38 and a half. That to John 30, Goulet could not cancel. 39. Yes, that one cannot be canceled. It's in my own account. In my own account. Um, this line indicates to me that at least the market thinks that Justin Fields is not going to play. Yes. Wouldn't wouldn't you agree? Because like I don't think that the upgrade, because this was sitting four, four and a half, and then Mike White gets announced as the as the starter for the Jets. And we hear the whole, uh, you know, we're going to leave it up to Justin, blah, 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 and then it moves to six. I can't believe that this thing moved point and a half, two points based off of Mike White news. Well, I don't know. Did you watch Zach Wilson play quarterback? <laughs> it might be an upgrade. Uh, no, I agree. Well, I think the total tells you that too, right? I mean, yeah. the way that this Bears team has been playing offense, 
Um, right? I think uh, how many games it now has gone over the total for them, and their team total has gone over. I think five over four consecutive weeks. Uh, th- this is this is number inside, or should be side in total, telling you that Fields is not going to mm-hmm. play. Now that doesn't necessarily mean that is the case either. Right. Right. We've seen many instances this year where the market responds to uh, certain news and it's wrong. And maybe if you want to take a gamble and either take six or bet this thing over and Fields gives this thing a go, yep. you're going to be sitting on a relatively better number. Um, but the, the thing that worries me overall is even if Fields plays, it's the, it's his off shoulder, but it's his shoulder. He's running the ball more. It's designed runs right. as well. He's going to take more contact. Do they shy away from that game plan again if he's out there because they don't want to make the shoulder mm-hmm. worse? Uh, does he not, you know, either fight for an extra yard or take contact, whatever it is? Does that change mm-hmm. the way he plays now? in this game, even if he's going to be out there. And that's what would give me a little bit of pause here with Chicago, even if Fields is going to be out there. This is almost one of those weird tests to me about how I feel about an organization, too, like moving forward, because you're you're not making the playoffs. You're out of it. Your quarterback that I think has kind of proven himself to be, okay, I think we might can try and build around this guy, mm-hmm. like see what's going on. Why are you going to trot him out there in a situation in which, like you just mentioned, the way he is at his best – is running the football and on these designed runs and or taking off and kind of improvising and things like that. And when you run the ball, you get tackled, John. Mm. Most more times than not, you get so, tackled. So, so they and, say. Yeah, and you fall down on that separated shoulder. And I just to me, it seemed it would be so, so, so foolish and so short sighted, in my opinion, for them to trot him out there. And that's the reason I played the under forty two and I did a few days ago, because I thought this is going to be the Trevor Simeon show. And if we remember how absolutely terrible this mm-hmm. offense was at the beginning of the year before they allowed yep. fields to run when they were like, Oh no, we're going to make him a pocket passer. And like, they couldn't move the ball at all. We we're like, wow, this might be one of the historically bad offenses in all NFL history. Um, I think we see something a little bit more similar to that when, when Trevor Simeon is back there, because again, like the, the, the offense got better, not because Justin Fields started like throwing the ball better or because the scheme was so much better in the passing game is because no, they let him run. It. Yeah. They just let him run. They took the first one, <laughs> threw it in the garbage <laughs> right. and then rechain, like change the entire scheme. No, you're right. And like, again, so like viewing it from the angle of player props, if it is Simeon, uh, any one of these wide receivers in terms of receptions could be up because mm-hmm. it's going to be more of a traditional passing attack. They're not going to be running it as much. Um, but I, I would say that, this does not bode well for Chicago at all, even if Fields mm-hmm. is going to be out there. And if he does play and we get an adjustment on this total to go a little bit like 40 or 41 maybe, if Fields is worth that much to a total, uh, I think that would be worth looking at. I know you've already got an under on a better number, but even worth looking under yep. if Fields is going to be out there. I agree. I, I, I still think it's an underplay. Yep. If yeah, uh, Atlanta Falcons and the Washington Commanders, as we sit right now, this is Commanders four point. There's a three and a half out there. So three and a half to four point. Home favorites here over the Atlanta Falcons, 40 and a half to 41 is the total. One thing we know about the Falcons, they had to place Kyle Pitts on IR. And so he will not be out there for the Falcons. And this is one of those deals, JBT, where I've heard people saying all week long, yeah, well, you know, they weren't using him anyway. They weren't properly utilizing his skill set anyway. But as a defensive coordinator, you still have to, you still have to game plan for a freak six foot five guy that runs at the speed of, you know, light and everything. I mean, like this is a guy you still have to game plan for. So the threat of him not being out there is, is so much better for a team like Washington, right? Where you don't have to at all at this point, try to game plan around Kyle Pitts. And so it becomes a much easier game plan. I think from a, from a, from a defensive coordinator standpoint. Now I didn't run to the window to back Washington just because I still think that this team is kind of garbage or whatever, but you know, it's uh it's one of those things where I do think this, this news is kind of getting downplayed a little bit because it, I think it makes it a much, much easier team now to prepare for in Atlanta because you don't have this guy out on the well, field. And look, as the sample size grows, the commanders standing in the uh, EPA per play numbers uh, are rising defensively. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're a really quality defense, fourth best in the NFL. Not think it, don't think it's that, yeah. that high, but still a defense going to keep you in a lot of games. It is also a big reason why Tyler Haneke can play like garbage and mm-hmm. they can still win some of these games. And that's so for me, I come back to one thing and that is, I feel like Washington is at a point where we're, they're kind of built on this like really like really shaky house of cards. Mm-hmm. If you look at Heineke and the way that he has played, especially like if you want to go from a PFF grading standpoint, he has one game as a passer, <laughs> which he has graded over a 57. Right. Right. And that was that game against Philadelphia. You could say all you want about being a gamer, I guess. But at the same time, some at some point, his penchant for committing turnover early plays or not being an accurate passer is going to catch up with them, and it might be here where the market has clearly decided to show them some respect as they're solidly over a field goal. 
Yeah, this is a game for me in which I think if I had to play it, I might just play the variance thing that Atlanta can keep this thing within a field goal, you know, mm-hmm. keep it about a field goal type game. They're going to be even more run heavy now, I think, with this situation that we're that we're dealing with, with uh with Pitts not being out there. We know that they found some success earlier on in the season running the ball and and all that. And the and the Washington defense, for what it's worth, does defend the run pretty well. But um I I just it me betting on Washington to win at any sort of margin past right. a field goal it just just seems like I can't can't quite get there. No, I, I agree, especially with the quarter. You don't have a quarterback who is going to extend leads for you or anything. It's it's much more Heineke's game is much more stu- suited for some of these games that they've been in. Right, yes. tight scoring games, using his uh, his athleticism in in key moments to extend plays or get first downs. Uh, he is not a guy that's going to go out there and lead an offense to at least I think if you've watched him uh, to extend leads and, and win comfortably against some opponents. Yeah, it's one of those deals where, again, he's just he's in the bottom third, and it, you know we spit all the, these numbers out. But again, it, it helps us kind of put things into perspective, right? And so, EPA plus CPOE, CPOE was completion percentage over expectation. So they combine the two of those it's a composite score. He's twenty third amongst quarterbacks, you know, since week six. Whenever you know this team kind of started to play a little bit better, mm-hmm. and it's like, yeah, they did. But uh, is it is it really Heineke, or is it just kind of the way that these games have sort of played out and all that? Like, it's it's hard for me to really just look at Taylor Heineke and say, oh, yeah, it's, it's because he took over a quarterback. Right, exactly. You know, so 23rd, again, I mean, we're talking about a guy that is 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 barely above, like, Kenny Pickett and, you know, like Davis Mills and Zach Wilson and things yep. like that whenever we come to some of these advanced stats. So I'd take the points, not in the account, but if I had to, I'd probably take the points there with the Falcons. Maybe it's a contest play for me. Who knows? Uh, Denver Broncos and the Carolina Panthers. We've got the Baltimore Ravens and Jacksonville Jaguars and – we got the Chargers and Cardinals coming up as well. We'll continue to roll through these games. We'll also stick around. We'll have Mike Pritchard on the show as well to talk some NFL, some college football, and we'll get JVT's thoughts on any of the college games this week as well. Friday edition, Viper and the Warthog here on Visa. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.